on this episode of Why Watch That. These people are not expensive, but they know what they're doing. And that way he can keep making movies. Okay. These people are not <laughs> I love them all. But look. You have Prime Video if you have Amazon Prime. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. You not sound like just- Faye Dunaway and Supergirl. <laughs> Can we stop with the agreeable people paired with disagreeable in fiction and in real life? You do not believe in opposites attract. It's actually not agreeable. No, know. agreeable, disagreeable. No. But she gets the job done, right? She, that's right. what I mean. She don't fail. We don't know what she's doing in the room. She's doing something. She can speak a million languages. I know that much about her. <laughs> she sure can. <laughs> he has retired. We saw that coaching. last season. But, but who is he coaching? coaching? <laughs> <laughs> Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? Well, we have some sneak peeks for you all today. Now, there's a lot happening. We're sneaking around. We're peeking around. Um, but, you know, we're excited about this one because this guy tends to titillate your reality. We'll just say that much. Like your Here reality? Yes, because <laughs> I was going to say your senses, but then I thought... Six cents was too cheesy, so then I, yeah. I went with yeah. Well, anyway, uh, as you can tell, we you can hint and see that we took a look at old we meaning the critic, and this comes to us from M Night Shyamalan. I mean, come on, he's doing Apple stuff. He's doing you know full on features. Uh, he really is a force to be reckoned with. And if you're like M Night, M Night, who is that? Especially if you're what? younger. Well, if there, if there we have some younger listeners, we don't want to judge, but this was the guy who brought us like his debut to the world was six the sixth sense yeah. with uh, Bruce Willis and Co. You know, and Tony Collette looking at that yes. door. Haley Joe Osmond. <laughs> so um, I see dead people. I see dead people. That's the catchphrase. Now, of course, we know M Night isn't going to give us just this any old story there's always a twist to it but this cast is very interesting it's an international 
cast. It's not your usual Hollywood suspects. Leading the way is Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh my gosh, love him on Why Watch That. Beautifully um, said by you, I like it. Well, golly gee, thank you. We got <laughs> Rufus Sewell. <laughs> you know, and I know you really got Rufus. Let me tell you this movie. Oh, oh okay. You don't well. want what you gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> Charles. Well, anyway, I always think of Rufus. I know he's done so much more, but he really, Victoria is just, I just loved him there. Um, yes. And we also have um, Vicky Krebs and uh, Krebs and Alex Wolf, Thomas and McKenzie, who she's really sprouting up. The last time we talked about her on Why Watch That was this wonderful um, little movie that did quite well. Um, that uh now i forgot leave no trace leave no trace leave yeah. no trace and it was um ben foster and her doing great work so really excited to see more of her coming through um abby lee just a ton of other folks that i'm sure you're gonna go into now setting you all up for this if you think you're going to get all that you think you're going to get from an M. Night Shyamalan review, mm. this is not the place. The critic loves to dance, and he will be doing some Sammy Davis Jr. ballroom <laughs> tap routine break dancing <laughs> to get around this plot. But we do know it's called Old. Yes. Why is it called Old? Lona, Lona and Joe. Sometimes it sounds alright. That's my Sammy Davis. Now, look. I was going to say, <laughs> that's not dancing. You were singing. <laughs> I want to be with you. Okay, now. Oh. This is what happens. There's a nice little resort that people are flocking to. Okay? And at this resort, there's this secluded beach area. Beautiful. But it's only for special guests. So if you book a stay, you don't even know that this exists. Now, we have a family who are on vacay. Gael and uh, Vicky play the parents. And they have two kids, two young kids. And you know, they're riding along. Their daughter likes to sing. She's the older of the two. Their son likes to ask people what they do for a living. Everybody he needs. Hi, what's your name and what do you do? Okay. <laughs> so the manager comes over to them and says, hey, we don't normally offer this, but I like you so much that I want all of you, all four of you to go to this secluded area. Only you. Don't they know they're in an M. Night Shyamalan movie? No. And there is a little boy there who lives on the premises who's befriending their son. They have the secret code language that they build together. But the boy is like, I don't have any friends. The son is like, I'm your friend. What does the boy say? Now, they are taken to this secluded area. But of course, they're at this resort with a bunch of other people, right? So they also are there with um, a husband and wife played by Ken Lung and Nikki Amuka Bird. And they have something going on. So everybody has an occupation. Everybody has something on going on. Like Gael playing Guy. He uh, is an actuary. 
Okay, so he could calculate the probability of something happening and all this other stuff. His wife has something going on with her that I won't give away. When it comes to Ken's uh, character, Jaron, he's a nurse. When it comes to his wife, played by Nikki Matricia, Patricia, she's a psychologist. And then there is another family. Rufus Sewell is the husband, and he's a doctor. And his wife, well, you know, she's beautiful. That's the whole thing, you know. She's all into her looks, and she is so concerned about her calcium. They're there with their young daughter and his mother. They're all at this restaurant to start. And, you know, she's like, okay, is, does this really have the calcium you say it has? What's that about? So what happens is, along with Guy and uh, and Vicky's uh, character, they end up, all of them, at the secluded, secluded area. I thought it was supposed to be only this one family. No, all of them are there. And in every family, there is a commonality. Remember, I told you that Vicky's character has something going on. That something is similar to every single group. And when they get to this secluded area, somebody's already there. We see them early on in the movie. And this someone is played by Aaron Pierre, who's in the Krypton show. He plays this rapper. And the rapper's name is Mid-Sized Sedan. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why, M. Night? And he's there with his girlfriend who goes for a swim. But how does she come back? So they're there before everybody else gets there. And the thing is, once they get there, they start to see strange things are happening. First of all, Rufus's character's mother, she's the oldest. What happens to her? Hmm. Also, the girlfriend of Midsize Sedan, how again I said, how does she come back? What happens when they discover her? What happens to the kids over time? What they come to discover is the title. There's something here that's making people older. Yes, the trailer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they give it right away. The question is, how does that show up? Right? How do you look? What does that mean? And how does that interact with the secrets that everybody has or the secret stuff that's going on? And why were they sent there? Was it on purpose? Was it by mistake? Can they get out? If that's possible, who gets out in the end and in what condition are they? And what happens if you are with a bunch of people, people you love and people you don't know, you never met before in this situation? What's going to happen between and among people? Now, as I was watching this, M. Night Shyamalan, we know, can give you a hit, hit it out of the park, or a huge old miss. Now, the last two movies of his I haven't seen. I haven't seen Split. I haven't seen Glass. So, you know, the review... I saw... Okay. I saw Glass. You saw Glass, though. So, I don't know how good that was. I know Split got better reviews than what he's gotten lately. What I would say about old is, watching it, None of it was surprising. Like M. Night is using this, this whole pan camera thing where you don't really see what it's going to be. Like the kids' voices start deepening. What do they look like? We don't see it. We know what they look like. 
they do these certain things. You know it's it's going to look like. You know what's going to happen. I don't know what the surprise is. There is no surprise. You can see it all coming. You can see it all coming. And that's the issue. Also, the writing, M. Night, brother. Because here's the thing. Either, either you deal with the topic in a more interesting manner, or you make it really campy. Because what I could see, Ref, is you get together with a bunch of friends. If you go into the theater, they're releasing this in theaters only at the moment. You go to the theater, you could be sitting there laughing at what they say. It could be that situation. Because even like uh, Nikki's character, Patricia, the um, psychologist, she keeps saying something over and over again that could be hilarious, but they don't lean into it and the timing's not right. What I wanted watching it was more of okay, how could they figure out how to use this aging to actually benefit them, not just harm? Because there's a glimmer of, oh, this could actually be turned against its head. There wasn't enough of that. That to me was more interesting than what was given. So what I would say is if you want to see this, if you're an M. Night Shyamalan head, of course you're going to go anyway. Or if you want to get together with a bunch of people and just kind of laugh at it and see what happens, okay, you're not going to be scared. You're probably not going to be that interested, but they do have an interesting cast. And what M. Night has figured out, and I'll give it to him, is lower your budget. That's why the cast is what it is. These people are not expensive, but they know what they're doing. And that way he can keep making movies. Okay. People are not <laughs> I love them all. But look, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like we had some Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Exactly. Tony Collette. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lower I the mean, budget and then you can keep making movies. I got it. Well, you know, thank you for that. This releases wide in theaters on Friday. You can go and see it, but as the critic, did his Sammy Davis. I mean, if you really were listening, you could hear his recommendation as to how to see it. Mm-mm-mm. Um, but we we're not gonna stop here. We got we got some more sneaking to do. Well, we've got a couple sneak peeks for you on different mediums. Oh. Well, kind of. Yes, yes. Yes. On the same medium, but different ways of watching it. One, you could oh. just Watch. Do we it. have to shimmy our shoulders like you just did? Yes, you must <laughs> shimmy it and whip the hair. No, no, no. We've got we've got a movie to talk about, and then we also have a TV show that's returning to talk about. And both of these have such great cast. Let's just dive right in on Amazon Prime. You know, I, I know it's called Prime Video, but I'm calling it Amazon. Prime. I feel mm. like I have to say that. <laughs> you have Prime Video if you have Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. You not sound just- like Faye Dunaway and Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl. Um, that is, it's, 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 it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. I, I bet one of these days on, on air, I'm just going to call a random family member <laughs> and go, hey, did you see so-and-so? And they'll go, oh, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's on Amazon. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah, you do. You got <laughs> Prime. Anyway, all that being said, you listeners know, so I don't have to fuss at you. This is a new movie called Jolt. And that, ironically, is a word, a verb, that my, uh, when I was, I was an English major, my um, short story uh, professor would I would use jolt a lot. I don't know why. Mm. Jolt, jolted. 
Um, she crossed that out. She said that is such a weak verb. <laughs> <laughs> well, ha ha ha, really? professor. Yes, jolt. It's just it's such a weak verb. Hmm. There are other ways to describe. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Um, she she had a thing with jolt, but ha. Jokes on her. It became a movie. And this is uh, directed by Tanya Wexler, written by Scott Washka and Kate Beckinsale. Now, here's the thing about Kate. Kate is coming to kick your tail. Yeah. That, and it's so funny because I forgot how she started. Did she start? I almost want to say she started rom-com. I don't know. I just, for some reason, Kate will kick your tail. She's like the, she's like the female Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. She will yeah. kick your tail. Yeah. Um, she's in it, along with Bobby Carnavale. I love that last name. Yes. Because why not? Um, Laverne Cox is showing up. Susan Sarandon. Uh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Stanley Tucci. Mm. Um, and other people. I skip people for a reason, but other people. <laughs> this is a comedy. Now, I said that Kate's usually kicking tail, but. Is she kicking our funny bone tail? Well, and well, it's an action thriller comedy. A thing. comedic action. <laughs> it's a mesh genre. Yeah. Now, Kate is or playing. A mess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, you know, you well, if you watch it, maybe you'll make heads or tails of it. Now, Kate's playing Lindy. And Lindy is a smart alecky kind of woman with a problem. She has a little secret. If she gets angry, she goes off. She sees red. More than that, she will kick everyone's butt in the vicinity. Oh, so she is kicking butt, see? Lit- yes. So much so that someone might have to stop her. The oh, rage. She's anger management yes. issues. Mm, exactly. Okay. Now, this is due to a rare neurological disorder she has. So she's had it since she was a child. What does this mean if you have it since you were a child? Are there certain people who want to, you know, poke and prod and figure out what's going on? Now, she meets up with a psychiatrist, played by Stanley but, Tucci. I knew what I was like. <laughs> it's got to be Stanley Tucci because it's not Bobby. No. <laughs> And he's come up with a way for her to almost wrangle the rage and not go off. Because this can be, you know, it can be inconvenient <laughs> if you go I off say. in the wrong place. You know, what if you want to go on a date and the waitress does something you don't like? You don't want to kick her butt in front of the date in the whole restaurant. You know what? It reminds me of Mr. In-Between. You know how <laughs> you, you always go... No, Ray. Please, Ray Shoesmith. <laughs> and then, but you're kind of like, go ahead, Ray. <laughs> now. <laughs> so, Stanley Tucci's character, the um, the psychiatrist, essentially, he has rigged her body up with a system where she can shock herself, which will calm her down. That's the jolt. So, she has a little button that she presses, shocks her, helps to calm her down. Or does it all the time? Oh my gosh, it does not sound sound. <laughs> now, also, while this is happening, you know, the psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Ivan Munchen, he's trying to get 
uh, Lindy to have some control without this device. That's the ultimate goal. Can she do that? And maybe there's something going on in her past that she needs to deal with because her parents, no plus, they're gone. We're gone when she was young. Okay. Now, by the way, the narrator is Susan Sarandon. She's the voice who introduces you to all of that. Why? Okay. Why? All right. So, you know, she has a problem. She's afraid to date. She's afraid to go out. She she really is in a tough spot. But she ends up going out on a date with a, a unassuming man played by Jay Courtney. Now, if you know Jay Courtney, you go, okay, why is he playing a dude with glasses who's like, you know, kind of polite and reserved and kind of lighthearted? It's Jay Courtney who kicks butt in every film he's in. Okay. Why? Why? So she ends up going on this date. She sees him, but she wants to bail. How does he get her to stay? And what happens during this date? Well, across time, she begins to fall in love with this man. Why? Oh, dear God, please. I hope he doesn't break her heart because that's a bad, bad thing. Well, that's the problem. You know, oh. that's her. I mean, that's her problem. That's her reservation with dating. She doesn't want to be in the situation where she ends up, you know. Now, what happens is Jay Courtney's character, Justin, winds up dead. How? Why? Bob, Bobby Carroll. Well, <laughs> so she wants to get to the bottom of this, Lindy. But there are two detectives who are investigating, played by Bobby, of course, and Laverne Cox. They're partners, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. That That's a very odd pair. Very odd. But okay. Now, Laverne is playing the taskmaster. Bobby Cannavale's kind of the more laid back with it. Okay, Laverne's ready to shoot. So who do they suspect did this crime? Because Lindy has a record. I mean, she's kicked butt across the world. But the thing is, Lindy wants to find who did this to her man for revenge. It's time to forget the jolt when she gets down to who did it. But who did it? What in the world was Justin up to? The more she digs into what actually happened, the stranger it gets, the deeper she gets into surprising places. And maybe there's a certain criminal aspect to all of this, a crime Mm. world that she gets into. Oh, smells like a franchise. Well, doesn't it? (laughs) And that's where I'll I'll end. I don't want to give anything away. Now, the feel of this movie is like an alternative comic book. That's what it's like. So think, if we go to movies, think Wanted, right? Um, Is it as cool aesthetically? No. Think Limitless. Is it as interesting? No. Think Atomic Blonde. Are the fights as exciting and sophisticated? No. Uh, Maybe think Lucy. Is it as trippy as that? No. So it's all going to seem very familiar. The fights, the car chases, there's some almost shootouts. I don't even know if you call them a shootout. We almost get there. And then, of course, the smart alecky humor. Now, with that said, look, Beckinsale has the right attitude for this. The rest of the cast, they fit just fine. 
but the script isn't inspired enough to make this the pure escapist entertainment that it could be. But it's perfectly fine to watch at home if you like this genre. Just don't expect anything special. Well, let's move on from that because there is something special. Hmm. That's entering into season two, much anticipated. Actually, it was probably the sleeper hit of 2020, hands down. Mm. Um, put put Apple TV Plus kept it on the map, mm. right? You had the morning show. You had, I mean, you see, you got a lot. I mean, they were kicking it out, right? Yeah. Ted Lasso, this unassuming comedy spinoff of a character. That was on ESPN or wherever it was. NBC Sports, yeah. NBC Sports. Yeah, of course, because SNL. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but it was just very much, You t- if you told someone the premise, you'd go, oh, mm-hmm. you know. And wait, it wasn't 2020, was it? Was it 2019? Can't remember when it came out. But it has been 2020. Mm-hmm. It has been long anticipated. And in fact, Picked up multiple awards throughout Golden Globes and things. Emmys are coming out, so we'll see what happens there. Hmm. Season two starts on the 23rd. Now, there are 12 total episodes. The both of us have checked out multiple episodes already. About halfway there. But here's the biggest news. They've already renewed it for season three. Yes. And, and that's not like Apple. That is not like Apple. Apple doesn't just go ahead. They like to test the waters. They found something in Ted Lasso. Question is, for season two, are we going to like what they found? Oh. Is this the same show that mm-hmm. we were exposed to and kept us warm and cuddly during the pandemic? Warm and cuddly. Yeah, like some warmed up apple cider now well appropriately said for some of the seasonal changes that happen in season two a little bit of froth on the top now oh yes of course Jason Sudeikis plays Ted in the second season the football club what we would call soccer they've gone to a lower league but they can't seem to win. They're not losing, but they're not winning. They keep tying and tying and tying. So what can he do to get this team out of its rut? Also, he still has his right-hand man next to him, (laughs) Coach Beard. We love him. And Coach Beard has a relationship that, well, you'll see where that's going. (laughs) She scares me. I'm sorry. Can can we stop with the agreeable people paired with disagreeable in (laughs) fiction and in real life? Stop. Anyway. Why? You do not believe in opposites attract. It's actually not agree- thing, No, know? agreeable, disagreeable. No. Now. All right. Uh, relationship psychologist. I mean, it's good for the disagreeable. <laughs> it's not good for the agreeable. That's the problem. The agreeable person, you know. Anyway, let me not. Let me stop. Okay. So, but Coach Beard, I love Coach Beard. And he's still there. But we know joining them is the former kit man, Nathan Shelley. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Shelley is now a coach, and he is a coach. Oh, he's he gonna coach, especially okay. if you if you were his former position. He gonna coach oh. you, all right? Oh well. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Everybody, he will he will check you. Okay, y'all checked him for too long. Now it's his turn. 
That's right. Lavender Schmavender. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of them have to figure this out. Now, what starts happening is in the very first episode, a tragedy occurs on the field. Okay. You won't see it. You won't. Coming. I mean, my goodness, how unfortunate. And one of the players, one of the players, Mr. Rojas, just can't get over it. Is life football anymore? That's a well, very well said. Is life football. Hmm. Now, as a result, we know the now owner, Rebecca Welton, and her right-hand man now. (laughs) So that is Leslie Higgins. Higgins. Yes, Leslie Higgins. (laughs) Well, they decide to bring in a new staff member, Sharon, a sports psychologist. Ooh, what? And when she comes in, you know, Ted does his thing. What's her response? Oh, well. Does she see right through you? I don't know. But she has secrets. She has. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't have well, we don't know. Uh, actually, but we don't know. We don't know because she's cagey. She is cagey. And she never fails. But she gets the job done, right? She, that's right. what I mean. She don't fail. We don't know what she's doing in the room. She's doing something. She can speak a million languages. I know that much about her. <laughs> she sure can. <laughs> okay. So she has a magic. Now, how does that make Ted feel? Uh-oh. And does this do anything for the club? Now, we also have some former team members who are in different places. We have Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie's no longer playing football at the start of the season. He's on reality TV. Like a big how brother sort go? of situation. Well, how does it go? That's the question. And you can imagine where he ends up. Yeah. There's also Roy Kent. Wait, I forgot his. He has a theme, you know. Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's gruff, gruffy Roy. Yes, he has retired from playing. We saw that coaching. last season, yeah. right? But but who, who is, is he coaching? coaching? <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell you. Well, the same. Here's the thing: the same intensity. He had. Are you field. kidding? I don't care if he's coaching a team for the animal planet. Those dogs and cats are going to play right. So you'll see. (laughs) So you'll see that. And remember, he is now in a romantic relationship with Keely Jones, who is working with the team now doing marketing. Mm -hmm. So what's that relationship like? Because remember, Keely was with Jamie. Yes, she was. That's true. That's true. In a certain episode, she gets caught looking at something on her phone. What is it? Complicated. Complicated. So, okay. Now, the thing about Roy, though, is he could be a broadcaster. He has offers. Keeley's like, why don't you do it? Why won't he do it? Now, when it comes to the front office, Rebecca and Leslie... Leslie is really opening up in this season. He's a warm man, we come to find out. Okay. It was enjoyable to see him do that. And Rebecca, of course, is still looking for love. That deadbeat husband is gone. Thank God. And there's a new app on the prowl. (laughs) And this new app, what it does is you connect with people without seeing them, without knowing who they are. It's just via words. 
Oh, but is that enough? Because she does have somebody in her life who you'll see what that looks like. Okay. Okay. So that's where we are in season two without us giving it away. We have to let you watch and see. Yeah. And what I'll say, Raph, and then I'm interested in your take. What this show is to me is responsible sunshine. That's what it is. Yeah. But in season two, it's season two. The novelty is worn off. Uh-oh. So watching this, it's a sports show. We were talking about this, Ref, before we started recording. It's a sports show. Sports shows, sports movies, they must progress. You must have an antagonist that we're going to try to beat. We have to overcome. They, they cannot be stuck in the mud. You've got to continue the sport moving forward and not get lost in your characters. Now, based on what we've seen, that's how it feels. They're kind of just exploring without us going anywhere. We're in a morass. Now, it's a Ted Lasso morass. Yeah, I was going to say, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about Ted, remember, I didn't get into his backstory. Remember what happened in season one? What does that show up in season two? That's my question to you. Yeah. Does it happen in season two? You'll see. So this is what I would say, though, Ref. Watching this, I think this is best as a once per week thing, which they'll release that way. I wouldn't binge it. I would call it yes. occasional viewing, just when you need a little bit of Ted Lasso in your life. Because yeah. the progress so far for us, what we've seen, isn't there. Well, I'll have to echo that. It's this is we talked about this as well. It felt like, and we watched the first six episodes, by the mm-hmm. way, and and we certainly did not give away any details so you can enjoy it. Right. But the first six episodes felt like your favorite British TV show doing a Christmas special. Yes. Like the Downton Abbey doing a Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Christmas special. It's, All creatures it's basic, great and small. Yes. Christmas special. <laughs> Victoria Christmas special. Yes. And those Christmas specials really are to, I mean, at one point, without giving it away, it literally was a Christmas special. Yes. I, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, literally. Well, yes. But Christmas specials are basically to tie you over from season to season. It's to give you responsible sunshine, a lift, and also to check in on the characters and see where they are. Mm. And that's the way I felt like the first six seasons, or sorry, six episodes did so far. It's just, we're checking in. There, like you said, I'm not going to go over all of that, but there is no real adversary. I mean, the psychologist was at first, and, and then we'll see how that ends up. And, yeah. and so I'm curious mm. how they're going to lasso <laughs> this show to get us back to the place where we feel like we got to kick somebody's butt. You know, yeah. we, we need to band together or die trying kick somebody's butt something mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be a team so i'll i'll be eager to see it get back on its on its feet i think it read its press a little bit mm. and um but then again it's ted lasso and i i just enjoy being these people yeah but roy kent i'm gonna tell you this <laughs> roy kent he ain't, he's the only one not playing like he has an arc we will tell you that yeah, he does. the show needs yeah. to match it. And speaking of arcs, everybody, we gave you an arc in this episode of two things that who in the world would pair them together except for us. You have jolt, jolt, a weak verb. 
Okay. <laughs> that, that throws me every time you say it. Anyway, Jolt on Amazon Prime. Check that. If you have Amazon Prime, you will have Jolt. <laughs> okay. It's called Prime Video, but it's there July 23rd. And Tat Lasso will come right back into our warm little hearts on the same day. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.